Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter who the host is. You are listening to the Rated R Safety Show coming to you live from the Safety FM studios in Orlando, Florida. Also coming across the multiverse, as I like to call it from time to time on safetyfm.com and on safetyfm.tv. And just in case if you did not know, today is day, let's see, what day is it? It's Thursday, day 205 of the year, and only 161 days to go before it's all said and done. So what brings you in this Thursday? How are you? Are things fantastic in your neck of the woods? Yeah, we want to talk about your neck of the woods because it's important. You're the one that's out there doing all the stuff that's going on, focusing on making this world better. As I sit here and talk about a whole bunch of nonsense that, you know, we have to talk about because those things happen out there of the nonsense world because, you know, people want to talk about nonsense. So we bring you nonsense and sometimes we just have to bring you the same old joke lines. Yeah, we'll get into that later. Anyway, so you know that we do this right off the bat talking about feature story news. So let's not waste any of your time and I'll try not to invest, not to waste any of mine. What did I say that backwards? I think I said that backwards. Anyways, it's the Rated R Safety Show. Let's get you into some feature story news. 
Here is the news on the Radio R Safety Show. From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Simon Marks. Britain and the European Union say they're still battling to reach a post-Brexit trade agreement. There was no breakthrough at fresh negotiations in London and Britain's chief negotiator David Frost says there are considerable gaps in the most contentious areas of discussion. From FSN's London bureau, Benji Hire reports. David Frost insists the UK will continue energetically to seek an agreement, although also admitted the government must face the possibility a deal may not happen. His EU counterpart Michel Barnier warns time's running out and agrees a deal is at this point unlikely unless the UK changes its stance over fisheries and competition rules. There is still no progress on two essential topics of our economic partnership. We have been saying the same thing since the very beginning of these negotiations. The two sides' chief negotiators are due to meet informally in London next week, with another round of official talks scheduled for mid-August in Brussels. More Americans than expected filed for unemployment benefits for the first time last week as a surge in COVID-19 cases hampers the country's economic recovery. With 1.4 million new claimants, it was the first time the weekly number has risen since March. From FSN's Bureau in New York, William Denzelow reports. For 15 weeks in a row initial jobless claims had been on the decline, but last week's figures bucked that trend. The 1.4 million new Americans filing for unemployment benefits was more than the 1.3 million many analysts were expecting. California recorded nearly 300,000 claims last week, according to this Labor Department data, with Georgia and Florida each recording more than 100,000 claims, although states are seeing a surge in new coronavirus infections. An additional $600 a week unemployment benefit is set to expire this month, and this week of unexpected data will likely amplify calls for lawmakers to pass another stimulus package. William Denzelow, New York. President Trump, meanwhile, is raising fresh questions about his commitment to expanding America's COVID-19 testing. He expressed his scepticism in a new interview with the Fox News Channel. Every time you test, you find a case and, you know, it gets reported in the news we found more cases. If instead of 50, we did 25, we'd have half the number of cases. So I personally think it's overrated. But I am totally willing to keep doing it. You know, we have so many more tests than any other country by far. It makes us look bad, but they say it's good. I don't mind looking bad if it's a good thing. The mayor of Portland was among hundreds of protesters tear-gassed on Wednesday night in a continuing standoff between Black Lives Matter demonstrators and federal security agents who are ignoring orders to leave the city by the authorities in Oregon. President Trump plans to surge more federal security agents into Chicago and Albuquerque, even though the mayors of both cities have rejected that idea. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks with an update today on the case of Anne Sekoulis, the wife of an American spy accused of killing a young motorcyclist in the UK. She then fled to the United States, claiming diplomatic immunity. Well, now the rules governing immunity are to change following talks between US and British officials. The loophole that allowed Anne Sekoulis to claim immunity is now being closed, but not retroactively, so she's still unlikely to face time justice over the killing of Harry Dunn. Mark Stevens is a lawyer working for the Dunn family. These are, as we all know, they're spies. And so they're given immunity because in the course of their work, they have in the public interest to break the law. So, for example, if they hack into somebody's phone or plant a, a listening device, that is considered in the best interest of both countries. And we 
overlook that kind of a crime. The difficulty is if a diplomat uh, comes in or a spy comes in and rapes or murders or uh, indeed just has a, a car accident and kills somebody, then the question is, should they have a full immunity? And I think most right-thinking people think the answer to that is no. He says the family will continue pressing legally for Ansicoulis to return to Britain to answer police questions. A court case will consider that request in the US this November. The main news again, Britain and the European Union say they're still battling to reach a post-Brexit trade agreement following fresh negotiations in London. 1.4 million Americans signed on for unemployment benefit for the first time last week, a higher number than expected. And a 93-year-old former Nazi concentration camp guard has been convicted of complicity to murder more than 5,000 people in the 1940s. There's more from us on Twitter. You can follow us there at Feature Story. And that is the latest feature story news. Simon Marks reporting. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. (laughs) Well, you know that feature story news is going to lay it out and tell you exactly how it is with no problem whatsoever. So what do you think there? Hearing that right there from the very beginning? More unemployment claims made last week than at any other point so far. And we're, what is it? Today is the 23rd. So we're only a few days away from the federal unemployment $600 bump, or if you want to call it a bump, before it actually disappears. But I'm sure we'll get into that more as the days go by. But you already know that. So let's continue and let me give you You know, the important part before I move on. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. You know, before I get started with um, everything that I normally go around and talk about, maybe I should make the statement for people to understand how love is universal. (laughs) Well, so I just wanted to make that statement, make sure that everybody understands that love is universal. Anyways, as I continue, I was amazed on the amount of people that came out yesterday to talk about two different things. Well, I guess number one, I should talk about people making comments about Alexa being on my face all the time, which I thought was pretty interesting in regards on how it was brought up, opposed to saying that it was an Amazon Alexa, because, you know, that could be taken totally out of context. And then the other thing that has come up quite a bit this week was this. If you're watching on the actual video feed, you'll see what I'm bringing up here. And this is the actual picture, and I have the wrong side, of Shay Robottom and her new podcast. And yes, I did make reference to it and I did talk about it. And I told you. (laughs) (laughs) that it was a very open and honest podcast and that it was going to, you know, be much different than what she does on LinkedIn. Or maybe I, maybe I didn't say that much. I thought I did, but some people have been in shock that I referenced that particular podcast. I think it's great. I think it's great what she's doing. I think that it's um, amazing her being that particularly honest about what's going on. So, Oh, and by the way, for the people that are saying that I wasn't typing during the broadcast, you're incorrect. I just got your text message. 
<laughs> anyway, so just want to reference that real quick. Um, so think about it. So that's a pretty good podcast. So take a listen to it if you haven't. And she goes into some things that people don't normally talk about. And I like it. And that's my opinion of it. And I like it. And it's good. And I would strongly recommend that you take a listen to it if you haven't done so already. And that could be actually found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on Lipson for sure. And that is the Shea Robottom Show, just for reference purposes whatsoever. Anyway, so let's get you down into the shit list, because that's exactly what we're going to go into right away. So let's talk about what's going on in the news today, because I think that that's crucial and important. So if you have not heard, it's important to know that Amazon has announced that Prime Day will be delayed due to the coronavirus. The company has not yet stated when it will occur, but offered that the shopping event will take place later this year. I wonder when later this year exactly will fall into date. Launched in 2015 as part of Amazon's 20th anniversary celebration, Prime Day has become an annual event lasting between 24 to 48 hours in which many items are promoted for sale with steep discounts. A side note, the e-commerce giant has slowly been ramping up one to two days delivery service again after scaling back in april to focus on essential needs so i don't know are you an amazon shopper and the reason that we talk about amazon here and bring it up and say hey the different aspects of it of course is because number one we're on twitch and if you don't know it twitch is owned by amazon so reference that right away so just so you know and then the other portion, oh, I did not realize that. We didn't have the scroller on. Thank you for letting me know that. It's important. We'll get that back on. Um, so, yeah, they're owned by Amazon. So, you know, when we talk about Twitch and we talk about Amazon, they're all kind of the same thing. So people can say, well, you might be a little biased on what you're going to say then. Well, I don't think I'm going to be biased. I'm just going to tell you what my thought is, regardless of how it works. But you already know this. The following program. Oh, that's the wrong Duh. button. That's the wrong button for sure. Yes, I did press the wrong button. Errors do occur sometimes. Just so you know. A man on a bike ride in park in Calgary spit on a woman and called her a racial slur. According to the Canadian police, the Calgary Police Service claimed that Justin Williams spit on multiple people and used racial slurs in the park. He even reportedly threatened a witness with a weapon. When confronted, William has been arrested and charged with three counts of assault and one count of possession of a weapon, in, a dangerous weapon, in public. The CPS hate crimes coordinator is also reviewing the investigation, which could result in additional charges. You know, we go down these paths and have these weird conversations from time to time and talk about what's going on in the world because we talk about the world and I look at some of this stuff and go, what the hell, man? Like, what is the need to go around spitting on people and calling them racial slurs? And now one can only take a guesstimate on what the hell he's calling her. But you did, didn't do it once. You didn't do it twice. You did it three times. And what is the need for that? Like, that's kind of like a total jackass move, at least the way that I look at it. And of course, you know, my opinion, I guess it counts to some extent because you're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. But you already knew that. Safety in a way never heard of before. The Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. 
So anyways, continuing, continuing, continuing here, Dr. Robert Redfield, director of the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, said Wednesday that he absolutely feels comfortable sending his grandkids back to school this fall, despite the few gains, the few gains in the coronavirus. Redfield said that failure to provide in-class education results in multiple public health issues, as well as putting pressure on parents who need to return to work. Now, my question is, when he was doing this interview to talk about it, did he have a mask on? And was it a virtual interview? And this is going to be a lot of the conversation going forward. And you know this, and we kind of already know on where things are heading as we start talking about this. I know we're only in July, but think about it. November's not that far away. And for some reason, this keeps on moving to being coming a political issue. And this is a political issue related to the virus and a hoax and so on. How are you looking at it? And I try to be, you know, understanding of both sides of the fence. And I'm not going to say I walk down the middle because sometimes I jump from side to side. That's for sure. But as you take a listen and you go through this, what are you thinking? And we talk about this almost every day so far this week. And it seems like we're back up that same shithole again. But what are you thinking? If you have children, are you sending these kids to school? And it drives me crazy that we're having virtual events to talk about this information. Then into return, determine if we're going to send your kids to school as we decide this virtually. Because this is not safe to meet in person. Does this make sense to anyone? Or is it more convenient? Because I'll tell you, I meet with a group of individuals once a week. We have a nice little chat anywhere between an hour and a half to two hours on a weekly basis. And we talk about some of the things going on across the multiverse here. And I think, and they think, as we were having the discussion as well, that some people will never return back to what normal was at the end of March. Some people are okay We're just doing this. See this right here where we're doing the little camera gig. They call it the computer hole. I'm sure there's other names for it, but some people are comfortable with that. Now, my level of comfort does not have anything to do with being behind a camera. But I know that this is becoming more and more normal. I told you from the very beginning that we were a radio show that did podcasting. But now we are a radio show that does podcasting and streaming. And it seems like there's more and more things coming up. Some that we'll talk about pretty soon. Um, But I don't know. I look at this and go, is this new normal going to be normal? I mean, there are some school options right now that are available, at least in the area where I reside. That your child can stay at home and do everything virtually, but it's almost based exactly off a seat time, and they would still have the people that they would be attending a class with, so they would see all the students and then see their instructors and change class virtually. I guess the the teacher would probably change the class is what I'm assuming. But think about it. Think about how different that world is, and that might be the normal for some going forward. It might not be the normal for some others, but who the hell knows? 
There's so much there to unpack. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Safety never sounded so terrible. Rated R Safety Show. So just in case you haven't heard, Hungarian researchers recently announced that during their efforts to breed endangered species in captivity as a conservation effort, they accidentally created a hybrid of two different animals. Well, oh shit, here we go. The stuttlefish is a cross between the Russian sturgeon and the American paddlefish. Scientists estimate approximately about 100 of these unusual offsprings in the care made it clear that they have no plans to create more. Yeah, because they'll just create themselves. Anyways, the Russian sturgeon are the primary source of caviar across the globe. And the American paddlefish, native to the Mississippi River, have become endangered due to overfishing and and dam construction. And not dam with an N, D-A-M dam construction, just in case. Interestingly, (laughs) experts believe that these two fish shared a common ancestor back 88, oh my God, 184 million years ago. So, a <laughs> hundred of them, and it's a news story. Now, you know that people are going to be like, what's a stuttlefish? Should we make more for we can see them all? And caviar. Interesting. So, We kind of already know that some of the food sourcing, allegedly, is not the best in the area that we're in. But you have to think about it. And we have to talk about it, of course. So we kind of already have these weird food things that we do. So does this just kind of add to what's already out there? And would you eat some of this stuff that is created fish? Yeah. Created fish. I mean, cloning can't be that far for humans. I mean, you know that when somebody gives birth now, they're keeping the umbilical cord for blood just in case something happens later down the road. So why can't they use that shit to create some, you know, some clones? (laughs) Oh, hold it. I might have went too dark there. I know how that goes. The darkness does occur from time to time. But that's what the show's about. The show's about a little bit about everything. We talk about the news. Talk about what's going on in the world of safety. But the clone thing has me kind of interested and it's had me interested for some time. But you know that. Maybe you know that. I don't know. Like, did you ever see that movie called The Sixth Day? Yeah, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And they had this thing called Repet. And you could actually get your pit redone. Softer teeth. And I know it's a movie. But there's some areas that are already doing this. I just wanted to bring that up. Just in case. Just in case you didn't know that. So think about it. Think about it as we talk about it. Because there's a lot of convos there. On how that works. Because if this is the case on what's going on, and this is the case, how far are we? And I had somebody tell me a long time ago that if it happens in the movie, 
There's probably not too far of actually happening in real life. Now, I don't know. Some things people say I don't believe. But I just look at it and go, isn't that interesting on how some of these things work? But what do I know? I'm just a guy behind a microphone. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, Hurricane Douglas is the fourth named storm of the Central Pacific hurricane season and may hit Hawaii this weekend. The U.S. National Hurricane Center in Miami said that the storm is packing a maximum sustained winds of 75 miles per hour. And if it does hit the island state, it would be weaker by then. So something to think about as you do take a look at that. You know, you do hear a lot about hurricanes and, you know, during certain times of the year. And what's going on. But I always feel that we're never prepared properly for hurricane season regardless of how you look at it. Like in Florida, until the weather guy from the Weather Channel shows up, and I won't remember his name because I never remember anybody's name, until he shows up, nobody gives a shit. The moment that he shows up, then we are like, oh, crap, it's hit the fan. It's time to start moving and grooving. Time to start doing some things. Duh. And then time to start focusing on some stuff. But until then, it's like, eh, too easy. Nothing to think about whatsoever. But if you're not in one of these island states or states that are heavily surrounded by water, if I'm in a landlock, I don't give a shit about a hurricane. I care more about a tornado. That's supposed to be real here. Now, if you're a safety person, yeah, I know use that term that I hate, a safety person, and you have multiple states that you oversee, do you look at it and go, do you plan out the events for every single one, or do you not care, or do you just go, when it happens, then we'll start talking about a sequence, and should I say it again? Should I mention the hazard matrix? Because I mentioned it the whole week and I've already heard so many times of people going, stop talking about the hazard matrix. Well, if you have one, you won't care if I talk about it all the time. <laughs> Just saying. It's kind of the way that it goes sometimes. Just having some fun, man. Anyways, let's continue. President Trump is sending over 100 federal agents to Chicago to aid the rising rates of violent crimes. The surge of agents being sent is not only to Chicago, but other cities having issues with high rates of crime. It's part of Operation Legend, named for four years, named after the four-year-old Legend Tarifero, who was fatally shot while sleeping in bed last month. A number of lawmakers have spoken out to Trump's, on Trump's decision. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot said, we welcome partnership, not dictatorships, and will never tolerate the kind of unconstitutional deployment and state-sanctioned lawlessness we saw in Portland. What do you think? How do you look at this? I mean, I'm sure you've seen what's going on in Portland. We've talked about it a little bit here. But 
we are we've talked almost every single week now that in good old Chicago, they are having some extreme, extreme violent crimes. We talked about over the weekend how there was a nine and a, I think it was a nine and a 10 or a nine and 11 year old that were shot. So we're seeing a lot of stuff there. So federal assistance. How do you look at this? Do you think that it will be another reference to how Portland was treated? It is your opinion. And I think that it's funny because public perception about things is, well, you can talk about stuff, but you can't talk about stuff. You know, you can talk about it, but you can't talk about it. And so people get worried (laughs) about public forums in the court of public opinion. And it is something to be scared of. You know, what is Bob going to say about me? What is Jill going to say about me? What is Jack going to say about me? What is Derek going to say about me? Do you think I truly give a shit? I'm just bringing that up. Because here's the thing. A lot of people like to sit in front of the camera and behind the microphone and make up this big fake bullshit world because that's what essentially that it is of they're so great at X, Y, and Z, and we can't talk about this. I, on the other hand, have told you and have made it very clear since day one that I most of the time have no common sense when it comes to things to talk about. You want to know why? Because I think that the honest conversation and the honest approach is so much better than actually just sitting there and being, well, let me give you the corporate bullshit. Let me give you the corporate response because I am afraid. There is a portion probably in my career that that's exactly how I was. And people said, oh, okay. And it was easy to get walked over and pushed back and held back and so on. But then I decided, because it was a decision, to move forward and be extremely honest. Extreme. And guess what? A lot of the bullshit dropped away. And I'm going to tell you, I know that the things that I talk about are not for everyone. And I can tell you honestly, and I have no problem sharing this with you, that the Jay Allen show does astronomical numbers in regards to listeners. The rated R safety show offends people and does not do as good as the Jay Allen show. And I'm okay with sharing that. I have no problem sharing that. And I can tell you because I can see a lot of things across the screens that the moment that I say things that are offensive, and I'm okay with that. But I think that's the difference. Maybe we should start taking the honest approach when it comes to things. Maybe we should be honest inside of our organizations. Maybe we should talk about what's going on with our safety programs. Maybe we should talk about the different things with our leadership about how safety is not great sometimes on how some of the operational people see it. Maybe we should talk about not being a safety girl or a safety guy. Maybe safety should be part of the organization. Maybe I just don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Think about it for a moment. Because here's the thing. 
at the end of the day, and I know we're in some hard times at the moment, when you start talking about safety, it makes people feel very uncomfortable. The other portion that takes place relatively quick is you have to make a decision as a safety person if one of the two following things. Number one, what's more important, the safety of the people around me or number two, my paycheck? Think about that one. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. So here we go. The U.S. government will pay Pfizer $1.95 billion to make and deliver 100 million doses of its coronavirus vaccine if it receives approval from the FDA. The deal is part of Operation Warp Speed. Warp Speed. The government plans to quickly ramp up the development and production of vaccines to prevent further spread of the virus. An additional 500 million doses will be available should they be requested, according to the statement from the Department of Health and Human Services. Here we go. A recent study from both Pfizer and German biotech partner Bionic Tech demonstrated that the vaccine is safe and produced an immune response in patients while also showing a high level of T-cells responses against the coronavirus. I almost said T-levels, which is totally something different. Just so you know. Just T-levels is something entirely different. If you're a guy, you probably know what that is. Testosterone levels is what we're talking about. But what do you think? So Pfizer already has something out, potentially, that can move forward $1.95 billion. Aren't they the same people that make Viagra? I'm just asking. Asking for a friend. I hear that a lot. But think about it. So they have a vaccine that potentially is going to work and move forward and, you know, progress some of the stuff. That's for sure. Something to think about as we do this. So what do you think? Does it make sense to you? I mean, we're definitely looking for a cure, a vaccine, something, something to be able to move forward in this multiverse of ours. So think about it. So let's go. Anyway, so the retail, there are retailers that are out there. We've discussed earlier in the week, and we'll discuss some more because the list keeps on getting bigger and bigger. These retailers are requiring or will soon be requiring all customers wear face masks. Now, I'll tell you all, some of them are already in place. Aldi's, the Apple Store. American Eagle, AT&T. Yeah, that's a long pause. Best Buy, Costco, CVS, Dollar Tree, Family Dollar, Home Depot, Kohl's, Kroger's, Lodes, Menards, Sam's Club, Starbucks, Target, Verizon, Walgreens, and Walmart. What do you think? Will you stop shopping at some of these places because of the mask requirement? Or will you look at it and say, I will continue to go there and not care? Because, you know, some people are saying that they won't go to places because of mask requirements. And I've seen this across the board here on how they're doing this. 
So what are you thinking as that occurs? Do you look at it and go, well, the mask enforcement is for a reason? Or do you look at it and go, it's a bunch of hogwash and people are just telling you that? I mean, I don't know. It's a matter of opinion on that one on what you're going to do. I wear a mask pretty much any time that I go out into the general public. Now, if I am far enough away from people, I will go ahead and take it off from time to time, depending on what I'm doing. I do wear kind of a different looking mask compared to most, just so you know. And it's not a respirator, because some people have asked. It is something that I found um, that has some filters in it and things along those lines. And I, and I think it works well for what I'm trying to accomplish. So that's important. Anyways, Adagas Fog Company, based in Pennsylvania, announced the development of a drone that can disinfect 20-acre area in about an hour. The machine utilizes electro, electro well, I'm going to say electrolytes, but it's not electrolytes. It's electrostatic technology to discharge a cleaner through its nozzles, which can get into tight spaces such as underneath stadium seats and railing. The device is safe for use both indoors and outdoors, and the, <laughs> and the area is safe to occupy within three minutes after the process is complete. So this means automatically there's not anybody allowed to be there. Think about it. If you can occupy it within three minutes, so that means no one can be there during the time. I know I have this horrible thing that I play with these stupid Allen wrenches in the middle of the show. Sorry about that. Testing was recently completed in Pittsburgh High Park Stadium, and the company plans to have all the certifications to use the drones commercially by this fall. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. That's for sure. Continuing on, all major indexes saw gains on Wednesday increases were fueled by positive news in the coronavirus vaccine race, as well as the upbeat earnings reports from Microsoft and HCA Healthcare. Shares of Snap fell. Yeah, I did say Snap. 6.2% after the company reported showing revenue growth for second quarter. Elsewhere in the tech sector, Spotify technology was boosted by 4.8% after the report that a licensing agreement had been reached with Vivendi. Universal Music Group. After the closing bell, Tesla reported its fourth quarter consecutive profitable quarter, a first for the automaker. The stock rose more than 4% in extended trading results. But we kind of talked about what was going to happen with Spotify yesterday. After their big announcement with Universal Music. Did I tell you that love is universal? It really is. <laughs> oh, Lord. Anyway, so just think about that. So some changes there in the index. Some changes going on for sure. So let's talk about it because this is the main story. And let's talk about what's going on in the main story for the Rated R Safety Show. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. So as you have noticed over the last few weeks, months, months for sure, weeks depending on how well you are hanging out inside of the world of podcasting. So let's talk about some podcast. Let's talk about what's going on. So we are seeing a whole slew, and I'm going to say slew, a podcast coming out now, which is good. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to have multiple people out there. Like I've said before, a lot of people have shit to say. But what we're seeing is repackage bullshit. Because that's what we're seeing a lot of. We're seeing a lot of people taking other people's content 
and just repackaging it, but putting their voice onto it. That's really what it ends up being. So I've been taking a look around the multiverse of the podcast industry. And yeah, there are some interesting ones that are out there. Some interesting ones that have come about, but there's already some that made these major announcements that they were coming out and doing so that have already dropped. They've already gone bye-bye. They've already hit the shitter because the thought process behind some of the podcast world is you think you're going to sit behind a microphone and everything's just going to be fantastic. And I'm going to tell you, that's not the case. The automatic belief system is I am going to be some kind of superhero because I have a podcast. I am going to be the next, we'll say Joe Rogan, because I have a podcast. No, these things take a lot of work. I will tell you the transition from radio to podcast, it's different. We've done the radio station into a podcast for some of the shows, and we've done some of the podcasts to radio station for some of the other side of the shows, but it's not an easy transition. I always tell people that if you're interested in becoming a podcaster, think about doing something that you enjoy talking about that you're okay with not making any money off of. Mm, That's where it gets interesting. Most people make it to about episode 14 before they drop off. And I know this conversation can be boring for some. But if you're interested in becoming a podcaster, do it. But don't think that you're going to be rich overnight. Also, the other portion, you can't have the same joke lines every day, every week, every reference. You should have some fluidity to these things. You should be able to change them up as you go. Some people can't. Some people become so desperate that they clam several different shows into one podcast name. I think that's a great idea. If you're maybe a radio station, maybe if you're the same brand. Some people have went out there and have decided to say that they are going to be the next big safety podcast. Oh, no, that was a contest. No, but seriously. They claim that they're going to be the next big thing inside of the industry. And I hope that most people are. I want to see people successful in this. But understand that it takes some work. And I can put whatever name behind me. I can put that I'm sponsored by whatever. And that does not necessarily mean that I'm going to push. It's going to push me up the charts. At the end of the day, I see a lot of these podcasts that come out shooting right out of the gates. And it's exciting to see. But your content has to be worthwhile. And I'm going to tell you, this is more of an opinion. But the podcast industry does not need another interview show inside of your niche. The podcast industry wants people to speak the truth of what's going on in life. Yeah, you can interview people from time to time. But what about if you tell true stories on what's going on? Some of the most successful podcasts that are out there are podcasts about people reporting about cases that have never closed. True crime podcast. Those are the ones that are the most successful. Why don't you do that? Don't you find that a little bit more interesting? Because let's just be realistic. Your niche does not need another interview podcast. 
And some people think that interviews are just question and answers. There's kind of a technique to some of it. There really is. Doesn't have to be some big dark technique to get it done, but you have to think about what you're doing. And the other ones that I love are the ones that don't do any research on the person. And then they just turn on the microphone and it's going to be radio gold because I've decided to turn on the microphone. So I look at the podcast world and let me tell you, I think that some of the best safety podcasts that are out there, we have on our station. I have reached out to a lot of the people that I admire inside of the safety world and have asked them to join the network. I also, I'll tell you, there's some other podcasts that are out there that are pretty good. I hate the ones that are marketing podcasts. And let me explain what I mean by that. They claim that they are a safety podcast or a niche-related podcast, and all they're doing is selling their service the whole time. Yeah, it's great to sell your service, but how t- how long are you going to sell the same freaking ad? Yeah, I did hesitate right there, just in case of what I was going to say. I almost dropped the F-bomb. But I'm not trying to be so graphic as of late. <laughs> oh, did I tell you love is universal? Because it is. Anyway, so that's what I got about, you know, podcast what I want to talk about. Now, if you're interested in actually becoming a podcaster, I have this course. You really thought that's what I was going to go with. And no, I wasn't. But I want you to really look at the, at the sense of the industry. The bulk of the podcasts that have come up as of late, they start off by telling you, I have created a safety podcast. I have recreated my niche podcast because I was bored, because I had time to do so now. What? What? What are you talking about? Shouldn't this been done because of passion, not because you had free time? Ugh, so frustrating. Anyways, what the hell do I know? You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Oops, what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, so taking it back to the news stories that are out there. Tim Smith has died, the frontman for the British cult rock band Cardiacs passed away after years of health struggles with dystonia, a rare neurological disorder caused by brain damage stemming from a cardiac arrest. He was 59. And like I always tell you, never know where to go next after making a statement like that. But this is where we're at. So here we are again. I really feel like I have to have some kind of music or something to transition from there. I just don't know. I always think about the Casey Casey American top 40 things. About when he lost it after a death dedication. And then there was an upbeat song. If you haven't heard it, it's definitely something worth looking for. It's all over the place. Online. Anyway, let's continue. The United States has ordered the Chinese consulate in Houston to close. The directive was made on Tuesday and allowed for 72 hours for operations before it had to be shut down. Spokesperson for the U.S. Department, Morgan Ortegas, said that the closure was to protect American intellectual property and private information. 
He went on to say that the United States will not tolerate intimidations of our people and violations of our sovereignty. Interesting there, huh? Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said President Trump has had enough and doubled down on the assertion that China's government is stealing American property. He also made a reference to recent indictments of Chinese nationally charged earlier this week with probing U.S. companies involved in developing coronavirus treatments and vaccines. Wasn't that the story we talked about that they said that it was for the last 10 years? I think it was. Anyways, China has pledged to enact first countermeasures if the state does not, if the United States does not reverse their decision. Interesting story there. Anyways, ABC's Jonathan Carl offered a very loaded question to White House Press Secretary regarding the federal law enforcement's presence in Portland during the news conference on Tuesday. The press secretary hit back hard by referencing the specific statue in which the federal agents can be deployed to protect federal assets and property. Recent attacks directed towards the federal courthouse has served as the catalyst for increased presence by the feds. Carl followed up with the equally gloated question regarding the limitations of President Trump's believes that he has in defending Portland. The press secretary was quickly to point out that the law gives the agents authority to conduct investigations into crimes committed against the federal property, citing recent use of commercial-grade fireworks in the attacks. Fireworks. Yeah, you know that shit that you do on the 4th of July? That thing? Fireworks? But commercial-grade. What are you thinking here? How does that make you feel when I tell you something like that? Does it make you feel bad? Do you kind of take a look at it and go, very interesting on how this works? Or do you look at this and go, wow, this is definitely taking a turn that I did not expect? I don't know. I ask you, and you in return would have to tell me. You're in an auto accident. You call the police. They take your statement. Then you call a lawyer. And you rely on lawyers to protect your interests. At Figer Law, we take on that responsibility every day. I fight for your right to get the justice that you need and deserve. That's the DNA of Figer Law. And that's why we're unstoppable. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Well, I'm definitely trying to be something entertaining. I don't know if that's exactly it all the time. But anyways, let's continue. No winner for Tuesday's night. Mega Million Drawing. Friday's night drawing will be for $124 million. Or you can actually take the uh, jackpot or cash payout, better saying. That will be for $99.9 million. Hey, it doesn't sound like a bad gig either way. But there goes the good old world of taxes, just in case, if you weren't aware. Anyways, let's continue down the path here. Let's talk about show business. Are you ready for this? Are you a dancing queen? Oh, yes, let's do dancing queen. ABBA's releasing five new songs. The Swedish quartet was planning to release new tracks and begin the Avatar hologram tour this year. But with COVID-19, it has been postponed until 2021. It has been 35 years since they released something new. 
Duh. So think about that. Some people are going to be pretty excited about what ABBA has to play, especially if you're in the older demo, just in case. Charlize Theron is hosting a drive-in screening of her movie Mad Max Fury this Friday at Los Angeles to raise money for charity. The screening held at the Grove will benefit her Africa Outreach Project. I have to tell you, if you haven't been to the Grove, it's pretty cool where it's located in L.A. It's in TMZ. And just in case if you don't know what that means, that's a 30-mile zone. Because I don't think a lot of people know that. But it's in within the 30-mile zone, which used to be a big thing. If you know a lot about Hollywood, if you don't, you have no freaking clue what I'm talking about. That's perfectly fine. And I don't have probably enough time to go into what it is. Anyways, let's continue. Jeremy Renner X. Sony Pacheco is requesting that the actor get drug tested after allegations of substance abuse resurface amid their ongoing custody battle. In new legal docs obtained by the blast, Pacheco has accused Renner of having a long history of alcohol and drug abuse, which has persisted since before the party's marriage, though the divorce and post-judgment. She is asking the court to get him tested regularly for the sake of the seven-year-old daughter. And I'm not going to say the name. Why do we always have to say the name of the kid? I don't get it. Anyways, Johnny Depp, former security guard, says the actor is pretty much like Jack Sparrow. His Pirate of the Caribbean. What? The Pirate of the Caribbean? Hi, Scoop. Hi, Scoop. Uh, or Scope, excuse me. Uh, so, Pirates of the Caribbean. Rick Wood, who worked at Jep, at Depp's and then with wife Amber Heard's home, described the actor as laid back and awesome. Or awesome. He told the news outlet Nine News that they are there was never any indication that Depp physically abused his bride, despite him now being labeled as a wife beater. Yeah, I said a wife beater. Wood added that he feels that it was Heard who liked to stir up the pot and cause drama with her. Look at me antics. Both sides made explosive allegations about their marriage during the three-week libel case in London courts. And, of course, that's where the whole Amber Turd thing came about, which is terrible. Because of her crapping on his side of the bed. Now, there was still never a discussion or any clear indication if that was done because. Or if that was done when he was in the bed. (laughs) That's a whole other thing. Anyways, Elizabeth Moss has launched her own production company called Love Squirrel Pictures. She has already inked deals with Hulu and Fox. One of her projects will be called Black Match, a psychosexual Neil Noor thriller. Another titled Smacked followed the journalist who uncovers her husband's drug addiction. Wow, that sounds like an ongoing theme here. So, what do we know there? According to the screenwriter, let's see, let's go back. Netflix has canceled the Turkish drama, if only, after the government banned them from filming because of the series features gay characters. What kind of crap is that? According to Screenwriter, the Turkish government refused to grant them a license, forcing production to be halted on the eve of filming. East added, or just in case, the screenwriter, it is very scary because the gay character's filming was not allowed. Interesting. Fans of The Crown will have to wait until 2022 for season five. According to Deadline, Left Bank Pictures won't let cameras ro- or won't get cameras rolling on the next season of the hit Netflix show series until June of next year. While it was assumed the delay was due to the virus, Deadline reports that the break filming was always been part of the production. 
then I'm sure you heard about this one because this was all over the place yesterday. Orlando Bloom's dog passed away. Beloved pup, Mighty. The actor shared the devastating news on Instagram, telling followers that seven days after going missing, the pup unfortunately died. Bloom also revealed that he had the dog's name tattooed on his chest. I wonder how big that tattoo is. That's going to be interesting. Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban are being criticized for being allowed to quarantine their uh, to quarantine in their Australian home instead of under lockdown at a government approval approved hotel. The superstars and their two daughters flew into Sydney via private jet on Monday and immediately fled to their multi million dollar estate, despite Australian laws mandating that civilians or citizens returning. From overseas, must quarantine in state-approved hotels for 14 days. According to the local news outlet, the celebs were granted an exception due to strong medical health issues. Wendy Williams will be back on September the 21st, more than four months since production shut down of her talk show due to COVID-19. Williams revealed that the late <laughs> the date on Instagram, along with pictures of her eating a bowl of watermelon. I don't know why that was important. The 56-year-old did not clarify if the date signifies a production date or will begin or if that's when the episodes will start airing. So definitely take a look at that as you move forward. And to answer your question, here we go. In another set of Twitter rants, early Wednesday morning, Kanye West claims that he has been trying to divorce Kim Kardashian West for a while and accused Kris Jenner of engaging in white supremacy. Wes also referred to Jenner as Chris Jong-ung. All the tweets have been since deleted. That's what's going on. And there is way too many of those to read, just so you know. Anyways, let's continue, continue, continue here. Duh. Michael Bennett is retiring from the NFL. The 34-year-old shared the news via Instagram. Do we get everything via Instagram and Twitter lately? I feel like that's the case saying that while he feels a little like death of self, he is optimistic about the opportunity to reimagine his purpose. Bennett has signed by the Seattle Seahawks in 2009, but has then claimed off of waivers by Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He played at Tampa for three years before returning to the Seattle, where he played for three consecutive Pro Bowls and was part of the winning Super Bowl 2018. His 11-year career also included stints with the Philadelphia Eagles, New England Patriots, and the Dallas Cowboys, just so you know. Anyways, let's talk about some things going on that happened on this date many, 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 many moons ago. And if you wanted to take a look at one, let's talk about 1986. Sarah Ferguson marries, marries Prince Andrew, Duke of York. Andrew is the younger son of the Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip. He's the fourth in line for the throne. Likely another highly publicized royal reunion. This one is riddled with scandals and affairs. The couple separated in 1992 and divorced in 1996. So, something to think about. Some birthdays are coming up today, today, today that you can celebrate if you're into that kind of thing. Daniel Ratcliffe. Yeah, Harry Potter turns 31. Yeah, does that make you feel old yet? And, let's see, Slash Guitars for Guns N' Roses turns 55. Woody Harrelson movie actor from Zombieland, turns 59. Before we get into it and talk about the days of the year that you can celebrate, let's talk about a couple different things. If you're going through any kind of suicidal thoughts 
or depression at the moment, you can call 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-TALK. That is the phone number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. You can also go to their website at suicidepreventionlifeline.org for more information and if you're looking for assistance. Also, some other information, if you are interested in helping out kids that are missing, go to missingkids.org to get some more information there. They are definitely always looking for assistance. Now, let's get you to the end right here and talk about the days of the year that you can celebrate today. Gorgeous Grandma Day. National Vanilla Ice Cream Day. National Refreshment Day. Just in case you didn't know, we'll talk about it real quick before we go off here. We have a class coming up next Wednesday. It's our Hop 101 class that I will be teaching about human and organizational performance. Tickets are still available. You can go to safetyfm.io for more information. Tomorrow, I might have a little surprise for you. So you might want to come out and take a listen to that one. Anyways, you've been listening to the Rated R Safety Show. I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you, mean it, and goodbye. Duh. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.